The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The ruler sneered at Jesus and said, He saved others, let him save himself, if he is the chosen one, the Christ of God. Even the soldiers jeered at him. As they approached to offer him wine, they called out, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. Above him there was an inscription that read, This is the king of the Jews. Now, one of the criminals hanging there reviled Jesus, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. The other, however, rebuking him, said in reply, Have you no fear of God? For you are subject to the same condemnation. And indeed, we have been ju condemned justly, for the sentence we received corresponds to our crimes. But... This man has done nothing criminal. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied to him, Amen, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. The Gospel of the Lord. This week I was meeting with someone for spiritual direction and I noticed his new brand shoes. And although guys, we never kind of compliment other guys for either their haircut or the way we dress, I said, whoa, those are nice shoes. They are so shiny and look so new that it just came out of my heart. And he said, you know, these are a gift, a friend of mine so this online promotion that said, buy one pair and you'll get a gift. But he did not know what was the gift. So for his surprise, when the order came into the mail, like the pair of shoes he bought, last 10 more pair of shoes, same size, same color. And um, so it was like, you want shoes? Here you are, like, <laughs> you buy one, you get 10. I don't know the website or the brand where you can buy those shoes, but maybe it was like a 10-minute promotion. Today we celebrate the feast of Christ the King. Jesus is king not because he wants to impose his rule, but because he freely and generously bestows his gift on us. His way of ruling is by the way of captivating our hearts. Jesus freely and generously bestows so many things upon us to awaken in us a sense of his love for us, for, for us and awaken in us a response of love. And this is what we see in the good thief. Jesus bestows on him freely and generously the gift of paradise. This thief says to the other thief, we are justly condemned. Our sentence corresponds to our crimes. That's, in a sense, a deep root of gratefulness. The sense of, I am not entitled 
to the things you are going to give me. I don't deserve them, but you freely give them to me. So after saying we're justly condemned, he makes this bold request to Jesus. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. You can think that he's asking Jesus for heaven, and maybe that's the sense. But yesterday, speaking with Father Matthias, he was sharing, this is how I understand this line of the gospel. He says, like, I don't think he was expecting heaven. I don't think he was expecting paradise. He was just asking Jesus to remember him when he enters into his kingdom. With that, I will be content. I'm a criminal and I know I don't deserve to go into paradise. But when you go, you who have done nothing that is criminal, remember me. At least think of me. That was a new insight into the gospel. And it kind of gives a deeper sense of the free gift that Jesus gives him. Today, you will be with me in paradise. He was asking only for remembrance, but Jesus says, today you will be with me in paradise. He ordered one pair of shoes, but Jesus gave him like thousand of pair of shoes. He says, my love for you is so free and so generous. It's true you don't deserve it, but let me love you. Today, you will be with me in paradise. I want you to be with me. And in the second reading, this beautiful hymn of Paul to the Colossians, that is very similar to the one of Paul to the Ephesians. Ephesians 1 and 2 and Colossians 1 both begin with these two beautiful, what we call Christological hymns. Paul exemplifies what does it mean that the love of God is generous and the love of God is freely given to us. He says, let us give thanks to the Father for Jesus. Why? For three things. In him, all things were created. In him, everything was created. That's the first aspect of this free gift of the love of God. You did not earn your life. You did not choose to exist. You don't even like can hold your existence together. In him you are created. In him you have been created. Your life has been freely given. Second, in him, in Jesus, we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Before anything you do, Christ has forgiven you. Before anything you say, there's fullness of redemption in him, says Paul. In him, finally says, you have been made fit to share in the inheritance of the holy ones. Paul is saying, in Jesus, you're an heir of the kingdom. In Jesus, for you, the gates of paradise are open. So, both the example of the good thief who deserves nothing, who is entitled to the cross, who is justly condemned, but receives the gift of paradise. And then 
these beautiful reminders of how free and how generous is the love of God in Jesus. Remind us of this aspect of the gospel. That God loves you undeservedly. It's not that you need to earn the love of God. It's not that you need to do to gain his love. His heart is like a sun that shines all the time. That loves you. That bestows gifts on you freely and generously. And this is so difficult to believe. This is not so easy to grasp. This is not so easy to deeply ascend to in the deep core of our heart and in the center of our minds. First, culturally, we have such an earning mentality. Everything is connected with rewards, with standards, with promotions, with how much we do, this is the much we receive. You do X number of miles and you get X number of trips. You buy like 10 coffees and then you get one free. Yes, you pay $50, but you get one free. And then you work so hard or you study so much and then you need to earn so much. Especially in this country, we have this cultural mentality of earning. And the love of God is not like that. Louis says that of the four loves, the last one is agape, the love of charity. He says it's the most beautiful, but it's the most difficult. Because God loves you because he loves you. Even if you don't do anything, he loves you. And that's kind of a revolution in our heart. No, I want you to love me because I did good. <laughs> and then as Catholics, I think also sometimes we can fall into a to-do mentality. I did my devotions, I did my novena, I went to mass, I did all, all these checklists of things, and now God can love me. But the love of God is freely and generously given. We cannot understand, we need to ask the Holy Spirit, the grace of understanding this aspect of the beautiful love of God. And that's what the good thief experienced. Picture him entering paradise. I was entitled to the cross. I was justly condemned. But he loves me. He generously and freely bestowed his love upon me. So for homework this week, as we approach Thanksgiving, I invite you to do what Ignatius of Loyola calls the contemplation to attain love. In the last week of the exercises, he says that we need to do this exercise that leads us to contemplate the love of God. Ignatius says there are three important principles that one, Love is shown more in word, in, in deeds than in words. Love is shown more in deeds than in words. So God loves us more in deeds than with words. Second, love is expressed in the sharing of goods. True lovers, they share goods. 
Like when you love someone, you share your heart. You share your ideas. You share your things. And in the case of marriage, you share your whole being. So if God loves us, the main thing he wants to do is to share with us his own goods. He wants to share with us his spirit. He wants to share with us his mother. He wants to share with us his body and blood in the Eucharist. He shares with us his whole being. And finally, he says, the knowledge of all the goods God gives us should awaken in us a response of love. So Ignatius says there are four things, four layers of goodness. I just simplify it in three. First, contemplate the love of God given to us in creation. In the first place, the gift of your life, the gift of your existence. You did not choose to exist. God thought you, loved you into being in him. In him you have been created. For him you have been created. God loves you just for the fact of existing. It's an amazing gift. Then Ignatius says, give thanks for the gift of the visible creation. This world is so beautiful. This world could be black and white, but we have color. This world could be like an extended Nevada. Sorry if you're from Nevada, but <laughs> everyone from Nevada says that Nevada is like not so nice. But we have the Grand Canyon. We have a beautiful place like Oregon. We have amazing places like Argentina. So. What is that? It's God sharing his goodness. He puts you in a home, in a beautiful place, because he loves you. You don't deserve it. You don't earn it. You just receive it. He's sharing his own goodness, showing his love in his deeds, more than in his words. Then all the created gifts we enjoy. The gift of light, the gift of sound system, the gift of technology, the gift of a phone. Yes, sometimes it could be a digital tyrant, but it's an amazing gift that you can speak with someone like lives like millions of miles away from you and see him or her like in a screen like here. That's amazing. Those who are from the old times, like, do you remember that phone that you had to dial? And if the number was zero, it was like, it was like, and now you just push, you should give thanks. It's the mind of the human being that reflects the mind of God. So the gift of creation, the gift of relationships, the love of God is freely and generously expressed in so many people who love you. Parents, family, boyfriends, spouses, people you know, God loving you. And if you're a tough person to love, God is so good that he created dogs so <laughs> someone can love you. That's amazing, don't you think? The gift of grace 
Ignatius says, give thanks for Jesus, the gift of the Eucharist. Love that puts himself in a box to love you. The gift of the sacraments, the gift of confession, the gift of your baptism, the gift of the inspirations of the Holy Spirit, the gift of the love of God, freely given as the Holy Spirit for that grace. So Ignatius says, contemplate all these layers of the goods of God. And then he says, the response should be a surrendering of love. And he writes this beautiful prayer, take Lord and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, my entire will. All that I have and call my own, you have given it all to me. To you, Lord, I return it. Everything is yours. Do with it what you will. Give me only your love and your grace. And that's enough for me. Jesus is king. Jesus is Lord. But he rules through love. I am the good thief. You are the good thief. We are criminals who deserve the cross. But God loves us. Freely and generously. 